G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, this time of year, investors sometimes get a little worried about what happens on financial markets. Some more on a Christian way of thinking about finances today. Let's talk about banks and interest rates. Early this month, the Reserve Bank left interest rates on a record low level, 1.5%. But early last month, several big banks increased variable mortgage rates independent of the Reserve Bank. House prices have been falling at the top end and overseas in the US, interest rates are on the rise. We might be asking if this is a time to think about whether something big is about to happen. Darren Laudenbach from God's Money Matters is a property investment and cash flow expert. He has more than 30 years as a financial planner who these days has a passion for helping Christians master their money rather than being mastered by it. Darren is back on the line with us from Canberra. Hello, Darren. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks again for having me. It's great to be back on the show. Well, Darren, if we're going to talk things like interest rates and banks, let me ask you, first of all, for impressions about what sort of effects have been on the banks with the Banking Royal Commission. They've been under lots of pressure and no doubt regulators will have them in their sights. Uh, What are your thoughts about effects of the Banking Royal Commission? Yeah, well, clearly the banks um, have done the wrong thing and um, it and you know they've they haven't done it to everyone so i think that's one of the problems is we we sense the fact that uh, everyone's been ripped off and we should keep away from the banks i mean the banks do provide a very good service to the community but um there's clearly some areas where they've done the wrong thing and they should be called to account so i think um it's the royal commission is good and I, I hope that the pendulum doesn't swing too far um, on, uh, so that it restricts banking too much. I think uh, even uh, the Reserve Bank Governor is um, concerned about that. Uh, so, yeah, that's my only concern is that the pendulum will swing too far. I've seen these things before, Neil. You know, having 30 years in financial planning, we've seen different things where uh, things have gone a little wrong for, a, 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 you know, for some people in the community and the regulators have come in and just uh, completely... Uh, you know, really uh, hammered the industry to the point of um, being detrimental to the community. Uh, Confidence is everything, isn't it? Uh, Because if the banks are in trouble, some will say we'll hold off now from our uh, borrowings, our investments, and that does affect uh, things economically. So I imagine that that confidence in the banks is is necessary, and no doubt uh, when there is a process that's gone through and uh, the banks have been punished for their wrongdoings, uh, confidence can return. In the meantime, does that mean that we ought to be a little bit jittery? I, I think I can hear you say, no, this is not a time to get jittery, just uh, appreciate the fact that we've got a good banking industry. Is that the way you're seeing it? Well, we do have a good banking industry on the whole, and um, our banking industry has been well regulated uh, in the past, um, and our banks generally do the right thing by most people. 
uh, and they provide, as I say, an essential service to businesses and lending business, lending business money so we can grow businesses and employ more Australians. And so that um, mums and dads, you know, we can go and borrow money and buy homes and, and do that type of thing. Um, so on the whole, they provide a very good service. But, you know, it is one of these things with human behaviour. We There's greed and fear in everything. And unfortunately, there's been too much greed. Um, and as a Christian, I find that offensive. Um, I think that there's been some... Uh, uh, terrible things that the banks have done, and they need they need to and are being held account to that, which is great. But the problem with that also uh, is that at the same time, it does affect uh, us in our ability to be able to borrow money. So I know um, recently that there's been a significant increase in the number of mortgages that have been rejected. So applications have gone in, and people are, are finding that their applications have not been accepted, and the banks have kind of gone over the top now with uh, with their compliance and um, regime, and therefore people are, are finding it quite hard to borrow money at the moment. Okay, so the banks tightening things up and not lending money so freely, uh, but that may be closing the door on some of those areas that were risky behaviour, and that's what the government wants to stamp out, isn't it? The idea is that the banking industry might be pursuing risky behaviours, so there's probably a positive in that as well? Yeah, there is, but I think it it can be go too far, and again, it can be headline-grabbing. let me give you an example. I, I believe the other day that one of our major banks was called to account in court over their lending practices. And in fact, it, my understanding is that it was thrown out because what they basically the court decided was that there was no evidence that their lending practices had actually caused anybody any issues. Now, let me give you some numbers on that. Apparently, what they were saying is they were using the default rate as evidence that banks have been overstretching their customers. So, in other words, they've been lending too much money to people and been too free with lending the money. So, if that's been the case, then the evidence would be that there'll be high default rates where people are not paying their mortgages because they've lent too much beyond their means. And the evidence simply isn't there. And so I'm not saying that they've done the right thing, but it's interesting to hear that, um, you know, where, where a court of law has said, well, actually, we can't find evidence to see that this particular bank has done the wrong thing. OK, let's move on, talk about some of the strange happenings around interest rates, because the Reserve Bank's left interest rates at record lows, but there are interest rate rises in the US uh, the whole uh, issue with uh, the way the world reacts when things change in the US, does that affect us here? Yeah, it does affect us a little bit, and that's why we've seen a little bit of cost of funding increases recently, and obviously we've seen the Australian dollar drop against the US dollar. So those things do um, affect us. Uh, when uh, So interest rates have risen, as you've said rightly. Um, the interesting thing is that the Federal Reserve um, has said, uh, the US Federal Reserve has said, that they only they want to cap the, the, how far this goes. Um, now they can't always, you know, exactly do that. Well, they can, they can, but you know, there's there's a sense of what they're saying is, hey, this is how far we'd like to go. This is the the top of where we'd like to go as far as interest rates are concerned, and the very top apparently is about two point seven five to two to three percent. Now at the moment, I, um, I, the latest I've seen is that the rates over there are two point two five percent. So we're getting close to the top range of that, okay. um, which could mean once they get to the top of that range, that we might see the Australian dollar strengthen again. Um, but the, so there's a consequence there, and we might find that 
um, the banks will hold off on any further increases that are not part of our Reserve Bank's increases. But certainly the Federal Reserve has a kind of a, a target that they're, they're aiming towards max, getting to a maximum target, and that's a good thing to understand. So we mentioned that some banking interest rates have been on the rise, even though the Reserve Bank left the cash rate at record low, 1.5%, but the banks have been moving their rates up on their own. The other side of that too, of course, is this idea of adjusting savings account interest rates down. What are your thoughts for perhaps banking and the idea of adjusting interest rates all in favour of the bank alone? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, cost of funding means that they're looking at uh, margins. So there's two ways in which, obviously, they can make more money. They can charge more for the, for on, on interest on loans, and they can give um, you know, out less interest. So they're tr- trying to create a, a, a margin there. And that's a balance between uh, – that may be a balance between how they're, they're getting the cost of their funds. So if their funds increase significantly as far as um, you know, getting funds to lend – has increased significantly, then they can add a bit of that to the loans. But another way they can do that might be more palatable to some of their customers because, remember, they're a marketing organisation as well uh, and they're trying to you know, drive business to them, is to give a little bit less on savings rates. And um, and that affects less Australians probably than, um, my guess would be less Australians uh, would be affected by that than those on the mortgage rate. So it's it's a bit of a game play for them to say, well, okay, where are we going to have the least amount of grief? <laughs> mm. And unfortunately, that does mean for those people who are, um, I'll use the word loosely, invested in cash, so mainly retirees, will suffer from that. And that's, that's disappointing. Um, and those retirees who are listening who are invested in cash um, I'd, I'd really encourage them to get uh, probably better educated about um, investments uh, and ha- have less in cash uh, is, is what I would suggest they think about. Okay. Well, as these things are happening and changing, and they're happening every day, not just on a day we're talking about it today, but if you're looking forward to the end of 2018 into 2019, Darren, and thinking, you know, you're at a point where you do need to invest, uh, of course, along with investment comes risk. Along with the risk may come financial stress. Uh, what sort of things can you do to perhaps uh, avoid some stresses? Is there a Christian principle or uh, any way that as Christian investors, we ought to be thinking about how we invest so that we minimize some stress and yet uh, we don't uh, minimize the profitability of investments we might make? Yes, certainly, Neil. I think the fundamental thing that I, I teach people is, you know, the, the first place to invest, if you like, is your uh, vocational education. So, you know, learn to earn. Once you learn, start le- earning, then the second thing you should invest in is your ability to understand financial matters. So um, you, you, you invest in your financial education. And that's why God's Money Matters website's there. It's got truckloads of, um, of information around uh, money management. Um, the next thing is to have some cash. Next is looking at shares and property as investments. So there's a, there's a, the, the number one way to kind of um, get rid of some of the stress is to get education. Let me give you an example. Because I've spent so much time educating myself in these markets, and it's not necessarily from the education I've received from the industry, it's my own education and what I've looked at from the Bible and other things, is that when the markets go down, if I've got money to invest, that's when I invest. Now, what I've found in my experience is that's where most people get out. 
Okay. So we've got to do the opposite to what you know is intuitive for us, but we can only do that with education, good quality education. Um, and so that's number one. So we, we really do need to, I don't think we've got an excuse here, we need to spend a little bit of time working on managing the state of our flocks, as it says in the Old Testament. You know, we should know the state of our flocks. And the state of our flocks in today's terminology is, you know, where, where's my money and what am I doing with it and am I making it work hard for me? Okay, so we're talking about here as a principle of Christian stewardship when it comes to investment and all of our finances, get informed, get educated, understand the science of money in that sense. Let me point people to your website, Darren, godsmoneymatters.com. There's also a website in which people can participate in some webinars, propertycashflow.com.au, webinars that are running three times a day, 12 noon, 6 and 9 p.m. daylight savings time and you're in Canberra. So those in different time zones might like to do their own maths on the times. But uh, propertycashflow.com.au. Darren Lordenbach from God's Money Matters. Darren, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks once again, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.